ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد تريفن ويا ات لتفسير سوره القدر والله سبحانه وتعالى سد ان انزلناه في ليله القدر وما ادراك ما ليله القدر ليلة القدر خير من ألف شهر تنزل الملائكة والروح فيها بإذن ربهم من كل أمر سلام هي حتى مطلع الفجر So here then Allah says the meaning of which is verily we have sent it meaning this quran we have sent it down on the night of decree inna anzalnahu fi laylatil qadr that verily we have sent it down meaning the quran on the night of the decree وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ And what will make you know what the night of decree is? What will make you know what the night of decree is? لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ خَيْرٌ مِّنْ أَلْفِ شَهْرٍ The night of decree is better than a thousand months. Meaning worshipping Allah in that night is better than worshipping Him a thousand months. تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرٍ That the angels descend in it and the ruh, Jibreel alayhi salam, by the permission of Allah with all decrees. The angels and Jibreel alayhi salam, they descend that night by the permission of Allah with all decrees. Salamun hiya hatta matala'il fajr. All of that night there is peace and goodness from Allah to his believing slaves until the appearance of dawn. All of that night there is peace until the appearance of dawn. (coughs) So here then in the first part of this chapter, in... uh, 
أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ إِنَّا Verily we Who is the we talking about here? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Al-Zameer huna Ya'udu ila Allah Azza wa Jal Wal-Ha' Fi qawlihi anzalnahu And when Allah said indeed we Meaning Allah When we revealed it What is the it? Not the actions on the night of decree What is revealed? The Quran So the ha anzalnahu the ha in that ayah, that lamir, is talking about the Qur'an. Al-ha fi qawlihi anzalnahu ya'udu ila al-Qur'an. Wa dhakara Allahu ta'ala nafsahu bil'azamah inna anzalnahu لأنه سبحانه وتعالى العظيم الذي لا شيء أعظم منه والله تعالى يذكر نفسه أحيانا بصيغة العظمة مثل هذه الآية الكريمة So you notice at the beginning of this surah it is speaking in the plural form Indeed, we revealed it. And that is to indicate the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And many times the shaykh says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to himself as we. We did this and we revealed and we. And that is in reference to himself, to Allah. But the usage of the plural is to indicate al-azama, the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are other examples in the Qur'an. إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ For example, indeed we revealed a dhikr and indeed we will guard and preserve over it. <coughs> Again, inna nahnu nazzalna. In the plural forms, indeed we revealed. And the we is not a plural, it is talking about Allah alone. But the plural is used to indicate the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are many ayat, many other examples in the Qur'an indicating that using the plural pronouns, the plural verbs. So, inna anzalnahu, that indeed we revealed it, the it, is talking about the Qur'an, أَنزَلْنَاهُ ضَمِيرُ الْمَفْعُولِ بِهِ وَهِيَ الْهَاءِ يَعُودُ إِلَى الْقُرْآنِ وَإِنْ لَمْ يُصْبَقْ لَهُ ذِكْرِ 
لأن هذا أمر معلوم ولا يمتري أحد في أن المراد بذلك إنزال القرآن الكريم So here the sheikh says the dhamir anzalnahu we revealed it normally in the Arabic language if you have a pronoun like that it usually typically comes after some item has been mentioned here no item has been mentioned the Quran hasn't been mentioned anywhere that's the first part of the ayah we revealed it straight away normally that doesn't happen in Arabic you don't just say it what is the it you're supposed to have something mentioned beforehand to explain what you're talking about but in this ayah it doesn't and the sheikh says that is because what this ayah is talking about is absolutely clear and obvious that it doesn't require any previous explanation to it when Allah says indeed we revealed it there is no doubt that this is in reference to the Quran and there is no disagreement between the Muslims the scholars that this is in reference to the Quran so even though in the Arabic language normally you would have some explanation before saying it indeed we revealed it what's the it Normally there would be explanation. But in this ayah there isn't because it is obvious and clear and agreed upon that certainly it is the Qur'an. There is nobody who would disagree with that. أَنزَلَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ فَمَا مَعْنَا إِنزَالُهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ so now then we know from this opening ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Qur'an on the night of decree. The question now is, what does it mean that Allah revealed the Qur'an that night? What's the meaning of this revelation occurring that night? Because we know the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, did he get the Qur'an, all of it in one go? He got it over a period of years, 23 years. So what does it mean Allah telling us indeed we reveal the Qur'an on that night, one night? How? When the messenger received it over years and years and years in parts. So the shaykh is going to explain now. <coughs> Shaykh al-Adhaymin says the meaning of that is As-Sahih Anna ma'naha Ibtada'na inzalahu fi laylati al-qadr That one of the explanations And there are a few One of the explanations is that It means the beginning of the revelation Started on that night And then it took Time as it came down to the messenger bit by bit. But the beginning of it occurred then on the night of decree in Ramadan. إِبْتَدَأْنَا إِنزَالَهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ وَلَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ فِي رَمَضَانِ لَا شَكَّ فِي هَذَا And the night of decree is in Ramadan. 
that is during Ramadan at some point. And the evidence for that is Shahru Ramadan Alladhi Unzila Fihi Al-Qur'an The month of Ramadan in which the Qur'an was revealed. Allah tells us that in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 185, that the month of Ramadan is the one in which the Qur'an was revealed. So we know that the Qur'an was revealed in the month of Ramadan. And we know that the Qur'an was revealed on the night of decree, which must therefore follow, it must therefore follow that the night of decree is in Ramadan. That's your equation. The Qur'an was revealed on a night known as the night of decree. In another ayah, Allah tells us the Qur'an was revealed in Ramadan. That must mean that this night of decree is in Ramadan. And that is the uh, evidence used by many of the scholars to highlight that the night of decree is certainly within Ramadan. So then... The Shaykh says, if you combine those two evidences, فَإِذَا جَمَعَتَ هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ إِلَى هَذِهِ الْآيَةِ إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ تَبَيَّنَ أَنَّ لَيْلَةَ الْقَدْرِ فِي رَمَضَانِ So when you combine those two evidences, it becomes clear that لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ must therefore be in Ramadan. Because if it wasn't in Ramadan, then we would have a problem because the other ayah tells us the Qur'an was revealed in Ramadan. So it has to be in Ramadan. وَبِهَذَا نَعْرِفْ أَنَّ مَشْتَهَرَ عِنْدَ بَعْضِ الْعَامَّةِ مِنْ أَنَّ لَيْلَةَ الْقَدْرِ هِيَ لَيْلَةٌ نِصْفِ مِنْ شَهْرِ شَعْبَانِ لَا أَصْلَ لَهِ The Shaykh says, we therefore now understand that this opinion that has become popular among some of the common folk that Laylatul Qadr is the 15th of Sha'ban some of them believe that some of the common folk have a statement they say that Laylatul Qadr is halfway in the month of Sha'ban and that is incorrect <coughs> so there is no basis to that, no reality to that claim of theirs. فَإِنَّ لَيْلَةَ الْقَدْرِ فِي رَمَضَانِ لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ is in Ramadan. وَلَيْلَةُ النِّصْفِ مِنْ شَعْبَانِ كَلِيلَةُ النِّصْفِ مِنْ رَجَبْ وَجُمَادَ and as for the middle of Sha'ban, the 15th of Sha'ban, then that is the same as the 15th of Rajab or, or the 15th of Jumadah or the 15th of Rabi' or the 15th or halfway of any other month. There is nothing specific about it. There is no special thing about that night, the 15th of Sha'ban. حَتَّى مَا وَرَدَ فِي فَضْلِ الْقِيَامِ فِيهَا فَهُوَ أَحَدِيثٌ ضَعِيفَةٌ لَا تَقُومُ بِهَا حُجَّةٌ 
Even some of the ahadith, the shaykh says, that have been mentioned about praying the night prayer on the 15th of Sha'ban, they are weak narrations. وَكَذَلِكَ مَا وَرَدَ مِن تَخْصِيصِ يَوْمِهَا وَهُوَ يَوْمُ النِّصْفِ مِن شَعْبَانِ بِصِيَامِ فَإِنَّهَا أَحَدِيثُ ضَعِيفَةِ لَا تَقُومُ بِهَا حُجَّةِ And the same regarding the 15th of Sha'ban, the day. There are some narrations that say fast on the 15th of Sha'ban. And again the shaykh says all of those narrations are weak and there is no basis of evidence to do that. لكن بعض العلماء رحمهم الله يتساهلون في ذكر الحديث الضعيفة فيما يتعلق بالفضائل فضائل الأعمال أو الشهور أو الأماكن وهذا أمر لا ينبغي وذلك لأنك إذا سقت الحديث الضعيفة في فضل شيء ما فَإِنَّ السَّامِعَ سَوْفَ يَعْتَقِدْ أَنَّ ذَلِكَ صَحِيحٌ وَيَنْصِبُهُ إِلَى الرَّسُولِ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ هذا شيء كبير The Sheikh says, one of the problems is, he mentions that some of the scholars, may Allah have mercy upon them, they took it easy on this affair. They gave a lot of leeway in terms of allowing narrations to be narrated, even if they were weak, if they were just about virtues, not about aqidah and those things, just general narrations about virtues. Some of the scholars, they do have a lot of leeway and they let that go. So if there are narrations about the virtues of a particular place, or narrations about the virtues of certain actions. Pray your dhuhr prayer and you'll get this reward, that reward. They say, no big deal. Let it pass. Because the point of the narration is just to encourage you to pray your dhuhr prayer. And there's no other necessarily, uh, uh, any aqidah as such, or any other specific affair, or the virtues of Makkah generally. Alhamdulillah, Makkah is a virtuous place. So some of the scholars, they had a lot of leeway in a hadith that talk about virtues. Even if they were weak, they would let them go. And so maybe the shaykh is highlighting here, that's one of the problems. Some of these narrations about Sha'ban, it could have been the case that some of the scholars allowed them to go, just to encourage people to do worship generally, etc., and the shaykh says, that is incorrect. It shouldn't be done. Because if you do that, then obviously people listening are just going to assume this is an authentic hadith. And they are going to believe this is the statement of the Prophet ﷺ. And that cannot be the case. You cannot allow them to think that. And that's why many of the other scholars from the muhaddithun, etc. did not like this to be lenient on these things and let it go. They would say, no. Why do you need to let these narrations go? Are there not enough authentic hadith you can quote instead? Are there not enough authentic narrations about virtues and about doing your worship and the reward and everything? There is enough. There is no need to allow these other ones to go and let them pass. No need. 
There are enough authentic and sahih narrations. But the Shaykh says maybe that's one of the reasons why these things became popular amongst the common folk. فَالْمُهِمْ أَنَّ يَوْمَ النِّصْفِ مِنْ شَعْبَانِ وَلَيْلَةَ النِّصْفِ مِنْ شَعْبَانِ لَا يَخْتَصَّانِ بِشَيْءٍ دُونَ سَائِرِ الشُّهُورِ He says, so the point is, the 15th of Sha'ban, the day or the night, neither of those have anything special about them. Neither of those have anything special about them compared to any of the other months. Exactly the same. فَلَيْلَةُ النِّصْفِ لَا تَخْتَصُّ بِفَضْلِ قِيَامِ وَلَيْلَةُ النِّصْفِ لَيْسَتْ لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ وَيَوْمُ النِّصْفِ لَا يَخْتَصُّ بِصِيَامِ So the night of the 15th, there is no extra virtue for praying the night prayer in it. And it is not the night of decree. And the day of the 15th, there is no special ruling that you're supposed to fast on that day. نعم شهر شعبان ثبتت السنة بأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يكفر الصيام فيه حتى لا يفضر منه إلا قليلا It is authentically established generally not about the 15th but generally that the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم did used to do a lot of Fasting in that month, he would fast a lot during that month uh, to the extent that he would hardly take any days off. That he would hardly take any days off, he would fast a lot during that month. But that is the general, general encouragement for fasting in that month. It is not anything specific about one day, the 15th. مما يتعلق بصيامه لم يثبت عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إلا ما لسائر شهورك فضل صوم ثلاثة أيام من كل شهر وأن تكون في الثالث عشر والرابع عشر والخامس عشر وهي أيام البيض. So as for anything else, then nothing else is established for Shaaban over and above any of the other months. What is generally established for the other months is also established for Shaban. So for example, fasting three days out of the month, it is sunnah to fast three days out of every month, and in particular the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th, known as the white days, the full moon days. That is a sunnah for that reason, not for the 15th of Shaban. You would do that in every month. The white days, the full moon days, 13th, 14th, 15th, in every month of the year. So there is nothing specific about the 15th of Sha'ban. وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ So when Allah said, indeed we revealed it in the night, of decree في ليلة القدر من العلماء من قال some of the scholars they said القدر هو الشرف that the meaning of القدر is nobility that's one of the meanings of it in the Arabic language one of the derivatives of it one of the meanings of it 
Al-Qadr meaning status, nobility. So some of the scholars said that's what it means here. The meaning of it is the meaning of status and nobility, which is a legitimate and correct root meaning and derivative of that word in the Arabic language. So you might say, كَمَا يُقَالْ فُلَانْ ذُو قَدْرٍ عَظِيمٍ ذُو قَدْرٍ كَبِيرٍ Like you could say in the Arabic language, somebody has a great qadr. Meaning that they have a great nobility and honor to them, a great status. And you can use the word in that way in the Arabic language. أَيْ ذُو شَرَفٍ كَبِيرٍ So some of the scholars said, Indeed, we revealed it in the night of Al-Qadr, meaning in the great and noble and honorable night. The great noble night. That could be one meaning of it. وَمِنَ الْعُلَمَا مَنْ قَالْ And some of the scholars, they said, الْمُرَادُ بِالْقَدْرِ التَّقْدِيرِ لِأَنَّهُ يُقَدَّرُ فِيهَا مَا يَكُونُ فِي السَّنَةِ Some of the scholars said though that the meaning of Al-Qadr here is from At-Taqdeer, meaning the decree. Some of them said it is going back to the meaning of the decree in this ayah. And that is because on this night an element of the decree occurs within it. An element of the decree occurs within it. To understand what we mean by an element or a part of the decree occurs in that night, we know that there is the overall decree which is in the Allah al-Mahfuz, in the preserved tablet, the full decree of everything that is to occur up until Yawm al-Qiyamah. But then there are subsections of that decree there are sections of that decree for example in the hadith where it mentions that an angel fayursalu ilayhi al-malak an angel is sent to the baby in the womb of his mother wa yu'maru bi katbi arba'i kalimat And then that angel is commanded to write down four things for that unborn baby yet. The sustenance that he will have. His actions he's going to do, whether he will be from the happy or the miserable. And his lifespan. All of those things are written by the angel for the unborn baby after four months when the soul is blown in. That is basically the decree for the life of that baby. What's going to happen in the life of that baby, the, the rizq of that baby, the actions he's going to do, whether he'll be from the successful or the miserable, when he's going to die, that is the lifetime decree of that baby. The lifetime decree of that baby. So every person has their lifetime decree written for them at the four-month stage in the pregnancy. That lifetime decree for every baby is only a subsection 
taken from what is in the preserved tablet for that particular baby. What is going to happen for that particular baby when that baby is going to die, everything? It's in the preserved tablet. But then this specific decree occurs for that baby and that specific decree for the lifetime of that baby and what's going to happen to that baby, that specific decree isn't something different to what's written in the preserved tablet. It is just a subsection from it. And then also an example where it says in the Qur'an, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةٍ مُبَارَكَةٍ إِنَّا كُنَّا مُنْذَرِينَ فِيهَا يُفْرَقُ كُلُّ أَمْرٍ حَكِيمٍ On that night, all of the essentially decree is recorded. So the decree that is recorded on the night of decree, as we know it is the how long? One year, the annual decree for that year. But once again, that annual decree for that one year, it is only a subsection of what is already in the preserved tablet. But then it is specifically decreed on that night for that year. But it is a subsection of what is already in the preserved tablet. It's not like some new decree is written on that night wasn't in the preserved tablet before. So it is a subsection of what was in there. So basically you have the overall decree and then you have subsections from that decree for specific things. There is even another subsection in the Quran it mentions. Anybody? Another subsection? Possibly in the Qur'an though. There's another example in the Qur'an. From the Qur'an about a daily decree. In the ayah, I'll give you half. You have to give me half. وَهُوَ فِي شَأْنِ So that's an evidence for daily decree. That is, the scholars say, an example of a subsection of the overall decree. A daily decree. But that is again a subsection from the overall decree. So all of these are subsections from the overall decree. So, the sh- so, في ليلة القدر, some scholars said it means in the noble night. That is a meaning of qadr in Arabic. Others, they said, no, it means the decree night. Because the decree occurs in that night. The sheikh says, As-Sahih annahu shamilun lima'anayin. That it is inclusive of both of those meanings. Yes, it is the night of decree. And yes, it is a night of great nobility. فَلَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ لَا شَكَّ أَنَّهَا ذَاتُ قَدْرٍ عَظِيمٌ وَشَرَفٍ كَبِيرٌ وَأَنَّهُ يُقَدَّرُ فِيهَا مَا يَكُونُ فِي تِلْكَ السَّنَةِ مِنَ الْإِحْيَاءِ وَالْإِمَاتَةِ وَالْأَرْزَاقِ وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ So it is a night of nobility and also a night where the subsection of that decree for the year occurs 
who will live, who will die that year, what the sustenance of each person will be. Then Allah says after that, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ What will make you know what the night of decree is? How will you comprehend what the night of the decree is? هذه الجملة بهذه الصيغة يستفاد منها التعظيم والتفخيم وهي مضطردة في القرآن الكريم So these kinds of ayat where Allah says and what will make you know what the night of decree is? What will make you know what the night of decree is? That is an indication again of the greatness to indicate the greatness of the affair. A ma a'lamaka Laylatul Qadr wa sha'naha wa sharafaha wa 'azamaha wa 'idhamaha that what will make you know and what will make you understand the great affair and nobility and greatness of that night and then Allah clarifies to us what the greatness of that night is and so then Allah says Laylatul Qadr that the night of decree, it is better than a thousand months. So if you had a thousand months without any Laylatul Qadr in them, compared to just that one night of Laylatul Qadr, it is the same. A thousand months without a Laylatul Qadr, then all of that worship would be equivalent to just Laylatul Qadr itself. وَالْمُرَادُ بِالْخَيْرِيَّ هُنَا ثَوَابُ الْعَمَلِ فِيهَا And the meaning of the night of decree being better than a thousand months of action is in terms of the reward for your action. So the reward you get for your action on the night of decree is equivalent to the reward of a thousand months of worship. وَالْمُرَادُ بِالْخَيْرِيَّ هُنَا ثَوَابُ الْعَمَلِ فِيهَا And also, not just the reward of what you get that night, but also from that which Allah has revealed uh, on that night or sent down. What Allah has sent down that night from the goodness and the barakah upon this ummah. وَلِذَلِكَ كَانَ مَنْ قَامَهَا إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ and that's why if a person prays that night with iman, sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, believing in the reward from Allah and hoping for the reward from Allah, ihtisaban, then his past sins will be forgiven. Then after mentioning to us the great virtue and uh, reward of that night that it is over a thousand months 
which is 83 years and four months. 83 years of worship. The equivalent of that reward can be gained on that one night. 83 years and four months of worship. <coughs> so then Allah tells us, تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ That the angels and the ruh, meaning Jibreel alayhi salam, they descend on that night. اَيْ تَنزِلُ شَيْئًا فَشَيْئًا That they descend bit by bit. Some of them, then some of them. لِأَنَّ الْمَلَائِكَةُ سُكَّانُ السَّمَاوَاتِ because the angels, they are the residents of the heavens. وَالسَّمَاوَاتِ سَبْعِ فَتَتَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ إِلَى الْأَرْضِ شَيْئًا فَشَيْئًا حَتَّى تَمْلَأَ الْأَرْضِ So there are seven heavens. And the angels, they descend from all of those heavens bit by bit until this earth is filled with the angels that night. وَنُزُولُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ فِي الْأَرْضِ عُنْوَانٌ عَلَى الرَّحْمَةِ وَالْخَيْرِ وَالْبَرَكَةِ And the fact that the angels, they descend that night to the earth is a sign and an indicator upon mercy and goodness and blessing to be upon that night here. وَلِهَذَا إِذَا امْتَنَعَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ مِنْ دُخُولِ شَيْءٍ كَانَ ذَلِكَ دَلِيلًا عَلَىٰ أَنَّ هَذَا الْمَكَانِ الَّذِي امْتَنَعَتْ وَامْتَنَعَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ مِنْ دُخُولِهِ قَدْ يَخْلُوا مِنَ الْخَيْرِ وَالْبَرَكَةِ كَالْمَكَانِ الَّذِي فِيهِ الصُّورِ And therefore the opposite is true as well. When the angels refuse to enter a particular place, then that indicates that place has no goodness and barakah in it. Just like a place that has pictures in it, the angels do not enter such a place indicating there is no goodness or barakah in a place that is filled with pictures. فَإِنَّ الْمَلَائِكَةَ لَا تَدْخُلُ بَيْتًا فِيهِ صُورَةً يعني صورة محرمة. So the angels do not enter a house that has any prohibited uh, pictures within it. لِأَنَّ الصُورَةَ إِذَا كَانَتْ مُمْتَهَنَ فِي فَرَاشْ أو مَخَدَّةً فَأَكْثَرَ الْعُلَمَاءَ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهَا جَائِزَةٌ وَعَلَىٰ هَذَا فَلَا تَمْتَنِعِ الْمَلَائِكَةَ مِنْ دُخُولِ الْمَكَانِ لِأَنَّهُ لَا يُمْتَنِعَتْ لَكَانَ ذَلِكَ مَمْنُوعًا Some of the scholars they say if you had certain items in the house that happen to have some pictures on them especially these days now everything you buy pictures on them whatever the item might be household things they put pictures on them if you had some type of household item that is of no respect, it is just something that is an item that is used and used and abused as they say. It is just in your home, you use it for some purpose. Maybe it is a, a sheet that you're going to use to cover the bed and then you just sleep on that or some other things like that. Then the sheikh says, <coughs> a lot of the scholars do not consider that to be the impermissible types of pictures that are being spoken about. Uh, if, if that was something that occurred, but alhamdulillah, even that, even that doesn't need to occur for, for, for garments and sheets and those things. You can find them without pictures. Some things you have no choice with, the food items, many food items. These days they have pictures on the jars and pictures on the... 
Those kind of things, what can you do? Either you put them away into the cupboard and close it up. Or if you're able, if you're able to remove all that packaging, alhamdulillah. But the shaykh is making the point that those types of affairs are not necessarily what is meant by the impermissible pictures. The impermissible pictures are the clear and obvious that the people put up and they use and they have for that purpose. Then it mentions, but of course that should not be taken as any type of permission to therefore become relaxed with pictures. You avoid the pictures and do not allow them to enter your homes. And then, وَالْرُوح الروح descends on that night too. And that is of course Jibreel alayhi salam. هُوَ جِبْرِيلُ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ خَصَّهُ اللَّهُ بِالذِّكْرِ لِشَرَفِهِ وَفَضْلِهِ Why is Jibreel mentioned here when the ayah says لَيْلَ تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحِ The angels they descend and الروح Jibreel. Why mention Jibreel? Allah just told us the angels descend which includes Jibreel, Allah just told us, The angels, they descend. So then why mention Jibreel again afterwards when already we know all the angels descend? This is in order to give that nobility to Jibreel, to mention him specifically after all the other angels, generally, to mention him specifically after having mentioned the angels generally, shows a greater nobility for Jibreel alayhi salam. خَصَّهُ اللَّهُ بِالذِّكْرِ لِشَرَفِهِ وَفَضْلِهِ So for the nobility and the virtue of Jibreel, he was mentioned specifically. So تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالرُّوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ That they all descend by the command of their Lord. By the permission of their Lord, by His order, by His command, all of the angels, they descend. <coughs> so, they descend by the permission of their Lord, by the order of their Lord. And what do they descend with? قِيلَ إِنَّ مِنْ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرٍ مِنْ بِمَعْنَى الْبَاءِ أي بِكُلِّ أَمْرٍ مِمَّا يَأْمُرُهُمُ اللَّهُ بِهِ وَهُوَ مُبْهَمْ لَا نَعْلَمُ مَا هُوَ Some of the scholars have mentioned that the مِنْ مِنْ كُلِّ أَمْرٍ It is with the meaning of بِكُلِّ أَمْرٍ That they come down with with all of the decrees. Not that they come down, as we might say in English, from. The min here does not mean from. The min here means with. That is what some of the scholars have mentioned. But we can say that the fact that the angels are descending on this earth, it is certainly a sign of mercy and goodness and barakah, even if we don't know 
what exactly these decrees are that they are descending with by the permission of Allah. Min kulli amr, with every affair. What are these affairs? We don't know specifically. It's not mentioned. The angels, they descend with all of those decrees. But what are they? We don't know. But what we do know is that certainly they descend with, uh, on a night where there is mercy and, and goodness and blessing. So goodness is in that descent of theirs. And then, Salamun hiya hatta matala ilfajr. That there is peace and goodness from Allah to his believing slaves until the appearance of the dawn. Salamun hiya al-jumla huna mukawwanah min mubtada wa khabar. Wal khabaru fiha muqaddam wa taqdeer hiya salamun. Ay hadihi al-layla. ووصفها الله تعالى بالسلام لكثرة من يسلم فيها من الآثام وعقوباتها. And the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned this night as being salam. Salam which indicates peace and it indicates safety. And that is because the people on that night, so many people on that night will achieve that salvation and safety from the punishment of Allah from their sins and errors and shortcomings. They will seek forgiveness that night, they will do worship that night, and so many of them will be forgiven that night, and the punishments will no longer be applicable to them. So it is a night of peace and safety for people, a night of salvation for people to be saved from your sins and wrongdoings and to be saved from that punishment of Allah. Up until when? Up until the dawn. That the angels, they descend that night all the way up until the rise of the dawn. <coughs> up until the appearance of the dawn of the Fajr. أي إلى مطلع الفجر وإذا طلع الفجر انتهت ليلة القدر. So when the Fajr time begins, the dawn appears, then the night of decree has ended. The Sheikh says one thing to take note of. تنبيه. سبق أن قلنا إن ليلة القدر في رمضان لكن في أي جزء من رمضان أفي أوله أو وسطه أو آخره So now we've understood the general meaning of this surah and the great virtues of that night and the rewards of it etc. And that the angels they descend it's a night of mercy and barakah and blessing. The question now is when exactly in Ramadan is it? Is it fi awalihi aw wasatihi aw akhirih? Is it at the beginning of Ramadan, the middle of Ramadan, at the end of Ramadan? Naqul fil jawabi ala hada. We say in response to this question, Inna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama i'takafa al-ashra al-awwal. Al-awwal. 
that the Prophet ﷺ initially did do i'tikaf in the first 10 days of Ramadan. Then he did i'tikaf in the middle 10 days of Ramadan. Looking out for Laylatul Qadr. Then it was said to him, إِنَّهَا فِي الْعَشْرِ الْأَوَاخِرِ فَعَتَكَ فَالْعَشْرَ الْأَوَاخِرِ But then it was said to him that the night of decree is in the last ten. In the last ten. So then he began doing his i'tikaf in the last ten. إِذَنْ فَلَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ فِي الْعَشْرِ الْأَوَاخِرِ مِنْ رَمَضَانِ So this would therefore indicate that the night of decree is in the last ten nights of Ramadan. وَفِي أَيِّ لَيْلَةٍ مِنْهَا But even then, which night from the last ten nights of Ramadan? Allah أَعْلَمْ قَدْ تَكُونُ فِي لَيْلَةِ إِحْدَى وَعِشْرِينَ أو فِي لَيْلَةِ الثَّلَاثِينَ أو فِيمَا بَيْنَهُمَا فَلَمْ يَأْتِي تَحْدِيدٌ لَهَا فِي لَيْلَةِ مُعَيَّنَةٍ كُلَّ عَامٍ وَلِهَذَا أُرِيَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لَيْلَةَ الْقَدْرِ لَيْلَةَ إِحْدَى وَعِشْرِينَ وَرَأَى فِي الْمَنَامِ أَنَّهُ يَسْجُدُ فِي صَبِيحَتِهَا فِي مَاءٍ وَطِينٍ فَأَمْطَرَتِ السَّمَاءُ تِلْكَ اللَّيْلَةَ أَيْ لَيْلَةَ إِحْدَى وَعِشْرِينَ فَصَلَّى النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي مَسْجِدِهِ وَكَانَ مَسْجِدُهُ مِنْ عَرِيشٍ لَا يَمْنَعُ تَسَرُّبَ الْمَاءِ مِنَ السَّقْفِ فَسَجَدَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ صَبَاحَهَا أَيْ فِي صَلَاةِ الْفَجْرِ فِي الْمَاءِ وَالطِّينِ so, which night is it from the last ten? The Shaykh says Allah knows best. It could be on the 21st night, it could be on the 30th night, or it could be any night in between, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, it could be any one of those nights. It has not been specified that it is a particular night every year. And it's been mentioned in one narration, that the Prophet ﷺ was shown that it's on the 21st night. And that he saw in a dream that he was prostrating upon mud. And then as it happens that night it rained. On the night of the 21st. And so that morning, the next morning when the Prophet ﷺ prayed the Fajr prayer. He was prostrating in the mud. Because the mosque of the Prophet ﷺ in those days the roof was a thatched roof. It was a thatched roof, the grass. They had grass on the roof, that's it. Just the grass on the roof, the hay. A thatched roof. And you know with those kinds of roofs, if it rains, the water comes through. The grass roof doesn't stop the water coming through. So it rained that night and some water obviously falling through everywhere and on the ground... The mosque of the Prophet ﷺ didn't have any carpet or concrete or anything. It was just the normal outside ground. So when the water came down, that would become muddy. And so that next morning when the messenger prayed, prostrated in the mud. وَرَأَ الصَّحَابَةِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ عَلَى جَفْهَتِهِ أَثَرَ الْمَاءُ And the companions, they saw the marks of mud. On the messenger, <coughs> his forehead and nose, where he prostrated, some mud came off the ground onto his face, onto his forehead. So it could be said that that year, it was on the night of the 21st. 
That incident, that year, it was on the 21st. But despite it being on that night in that year, the scholars have said it does not necessitate that it is the same night every year. Just because the narration may indicate that night it was the 21st then. The messenger had that dream and that's exactly how it happened. And it rained and there was mud. So that year, okay. But it doesn't necessitate that it's the same night every year. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ told us, look for it in the last 10 nights. Didn't say it to us, that's it, it's the 21st. He said, search for it in the last 10 nights. And in another version of the narration, in the odd nights of the last 10, and there was one narration where one year the companions had a dream that it was on the 27th night and the messenger said to them that the messenger said to them I see that your uh, uh, dream has all is all in agreement that all of you had the dream of it being on the 27th or in the last seven. So whomsoever is going to seek for that night, then seek for it in the last seven. And that was that particular year. But in the other years, it could be any night. That year, maybe it was the 27th then. That other narration, that year, it was the 21st then. This indicates that it can be different nights and it's not a fixed night every year. So if one year all of the signs of Laylatul Qadr, you find them. And you think that's it, it was this night this year, the 21st for example. That doesn't mean it's going to be the 21st the next year. لَكِنْ أَرْجَاهَا لَيْلَةْ The most likely is the 27th night, the most likely. وَقَدْ تَكُونُ مَثَلًا فِي هَذَا الْعَامِ لَيْلَةْ سَبْعٍ وَعَشْرِينَ وَفِي الْعَامِ الثَّانِي لَيْلَةْ إِحْدَى وَعَشْرِينَ وَفِي الْعَامِ الثَّالِثِ لَيْلَةْ خَمْسٍ وَعَشْرِينَ وَهَكَذَا وَإِنَّمَا أَبْهَمَهَا اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلِّ فَائِدَةٍ عَظِيمَةٍ So it could be the 21st this year, 27th next year, 25th the year after that. And the reason why Allah has kept that a secret from us is for two benefits. بَيَانُ الصَّادِقِ فِي طَلَبِهَا مِنَ الْمُتَكَاسِلِ To prove, to show who are the real hard workers striving in their worship as opposed to those who are lazy. Those who are lazy, then they're not going to put the effort in for the full 10 nights. The lazy ones, maybe they'll just say, 27th, that's it. I'm just going to go to the mosque on the 27th and not do anything else. But the hard-working believers, they're going to strive every night, pray every night to try and catch Laylatul Qadr. So it shows the hard workers from the lazy ones. And also, And of course, if you don't know when it's going to be, it means that you have to, you have no choice but to keep trying to do all of your worship every night just in case. That night is the one. So it makes you do extra work, extra worship. If you knew it was one particular night, then many people wouldn't bother. They would just come on that one particular night. 
But now you don't know, you have to keep striving every night, hoping that it could be any one of those nights. And then just one other thing the Shaykh mentions, وَبِهَذِهِ الْمُنَاسَبَةِ أَوَدْ أَنْ أُنَبِّهِ إِلَى غَلَطْ كَثِيرٍ مِنَ النَّاسِ فِي الْوَقْتِ الْحَاضِرِ حَيْثُ يَتَحَرَّوْنَ لَيْلَةَ سَبْعٍ وَعِشْرِينَ فِي أَدَاءِ الْعُمْرَةِ فَإِنَّكَ فِي لَيْلَةَ سَبْعٍ وَعِشْرِينَ تَجِدُ الْمَسْجِدَ الْحَرَامِ قَدْ غَصَّ بِالنَّاسِ وَكَثَرُوا Many people, they try to do Umrah on the 27th of Ramadan. He says, many people, they try to get Umrah done on the 27th of Ramadan. And he says, look, on that day, obviously the mosque, Al-Masjid Al-Haram is going to be absolutely packed out on that day. The last 10 nights are absolutely packed out. So people, they try to do it on the 27th. But the Shaykh says, if you specify the 27th to do your Umrah on, you're actually committing a bid'ah. There is nothing in the sunnah telling you to specify 27th to do your Umrah in. If it just so happens like that, you book your tickets and this and that and whatever, your bus and you land in Makkah on the 27th, so you do your Umrah when you get there. No problem, that's just the way it happened. But if you plan and schedule to do it on the 27th for the sake of the 27th, then now it is a bid'ah. Because the Prophet ﷺ did not specify that night specifically for Umrah or that day for Umrah. So he did not do Umrah on the 27th of Ramadan. Despite the fact that when the conquering of Makkah happened, it was in Ramadan. And on the 27th night, the messenger was in Makkah that time. He was there and yet he didn't do Umrah that day. Didn't do Umrah that night. فَلَمْ يَعْتَمِرْ ليلة سبع وعشرين من رمضان مع أنه في عام الفتح ليلة سبع وعشرين من رمضان كان في مكة ولم يعتمر ولم يقل للأمة تحروا ليلة سبع وعشرين بالعمرة. So he was there on the twenty seventh night in Mecca when the conquering occurred that year, and yet he didn't do Umrah on that night. If he was so virtuous, he would have certainly done Umrah that night. صلى الله عليه وسلم. And neither did he tell the people to do Umrah on that night. So what do we learn from this chapter? Firstly, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Qur'an or the beginning of the revelation in the month of Ramadan. There is another opinion as well actually, not mentioned here. Some scholars say there's a narration that the whole of the Qur'an was revealed that night from the preserved tablet to to one of the heavens, to the lowest heaven. That all of the Qur'an was revealed in that night to the heaven. Not to the messenger in one go, but to the heaven. Then thereafter it came to the messenger in parts. That is another opinion mentioned. And Al-Fadilatul Thaniya ma yadullu alayhi al-istifham. And then the second benefit also indicating to you the greatness of that night. وَمَا أَدَرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ Qadr. We also learn about the great virtue that it is more than a thousand months worth of worship and reward and also that the angels they descend on that night and they do not descend unless there is goodness and barakah blessing and mercy there and that it is a night of peace 
and salvation and safety for a person to repent and be saved from the punishment. And that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a whole chapter in the Quran about that night. This is a whole surah about Laylatul Qadr. That by itself shows you how important and virtuous the night of decree is. A whole chapter in the Quran was revealed about it. Uh, and also, as we mentioned, the hadith in Al Bukhari and Muslim, Man qama Laylatul Qadr imanun ihtisaban ghufira lahuma taqaddama min dhambih. Whomsoever prays on the night of decree with iman and ihtisab, uh, uh, wanting the reward from Allah, then his past sins they will be forgiven. So that is a brief look at uh, the uh, chapter. <coughs> <coughs> Surah Al-Qadr Then next time Inshallah Ta'ala We will look at The next chapter Which is Iqra' Bismi Rabbika Alladhi Khalaq That one will begin with From the next time Inshallah Ta'ala Which might be in two weeks Because next week I think The telelink is confirmed With one of the scholars again Next Thursday at 7 p.m. A little bit early. How's it going to happen then with the Isha prayer? Isha after. Okay, so 7 o'clock, the telelink is going to start earlier than normal, before Isha time. So 7 o'clock, remember next week. Next Thursday, 7 p.m., we'll start the telelink with Sheikh Yahya and Nahari. Hafizahullah ta'ala. From Jazan, he will be doing the telelink next week, another one of the scholars. So remember that, Thursday, 7 p.m. next week. The Arabic and then translation English as well. Also as well, there's a lecture this Saturday. This Saturday, there's a, a, an extra lecture this week. Saturday after Isha, 7.30 p.m., a one-off lecture about the biography and the life of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, radiyallahu Who was he? What was his full name? What did he look like? His wives' names, his children's names, about how he became the Khalifa, why was he chosen? All about Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, radiyallahu anhu, his life, his biography. This Saturday, an extra lecture on Saturday, after Isha at 7.30 p.m., insha'Allah. So we'll conclude upon that for today then.